0: Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ.
1: And I'm Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello, our Lift and Love community. We are back with you today, and we are so excited because we are finishing up our Declaration Divinity Series with our last one. But I got to just say, I just, I'm just i so grateful like and humbled where we just finished our... Um, live event, like making it live. The registration. Like, registration right? And in 72 hours, we sold out, which some of us doubted we could. I'm not going to mention who. I <laughs> <laughs> was,
0: was a little, I like to keep expectations a little low.
1: <laughs> and we couldn't be more excited and ecstatic to spend two days with these hundred women. It is going to be a sacred space. And it is, and if you didn't make it, and we are sorry, like we will miss you, but we are going to be doing more of these events. And like we said, um, December 1st, we are going to be announcing our community to have a virtual community with these moms because um, we just, we're just scratching the surface of what we're going to be doing together. So we're so excited. And so more details of that will come. But I mean, Allison,
0: like what a crazy week this has been, right? Oh, it's been so crazy and just humbling. I mean, Even for the people that have been kind of helping us on this, they just keep saying, gosh, I had known, I didn't know there was such need. And I feel the same. I read all of the comments we asked for comments and what people expect. And it's just so humbling. And we all want the same thing and just to be with one another and to be strengthened. Right. It's simple, really. As you look at everybody's needs, we all... Need to belong, right? We all want to belong and feel like we are part of something important, and that the Lord loves us,
1: right? I think one of the comments was my favorite, where she said, "I want to come, have fun, and be strengthened." And I'm like, "Amen! That is what it's going to be. Have fun and be
0: strengthened." Yes, yes. We are. We are all of. That's what the whole thing is about. So, we're super excited to do to offer this, and who who knows what will happen after? We how we'll do more and more of these. We'll see. It's gonna be. We're just, yeah,
1: we're scratching the surface. It's like just get ready, ladies. This is gonna get even.
0: Jenny and I are just constantly grateful for being able to um, just kind of be led in this way and have these women pull these women together.
1: Because like every woman I meet that I get to um, coach with and get to know, like it, my heart expands and I keep gaining these amazing friends. Where I'm like, if they were my ward, I'd be best friends with this lady. Like I love technology that we get to like do these things to establish these relationships enough to like create a community. We're just so blessed, it's-
0: and now we get to be a face to face.
1: Yes, yes. So, so worth so, is to fill that, but we're here to talk about our last one, which is seeking. And, you know, I, um, I'm going to preface this because I, um, you know, mainly coach LDS moms um, and families, but um, sometimes I coach out of our religion. And I, the first time I did this, I called up Allison after I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought our religion was the one holding us back to like helping our LGBTQ kids. And actually we're the only ones who can do it. Like, she was so limited because she only had the Bible, right? And she only, and, and it was just, and she didn't really believe in further understanding and a prophet and all these things. And I gain a new understanding of how beautiful our gospel will be for this and how lucky we are as um, the church of Jesus Christ, lay of saints members of having, you know, even our prophet, this last conference said our, our, gospel is continually, the restoration is continually happening. It's not an event. It is a continuous. And so we really love, this one really speaks to our heart because it gives us so much hope.
0: Totally. Totally. Are we ready to? We're ready. Okay. Are so to read it?
1: Yes, go ahead. As stated in Article Faith 9, we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. As mothers, we are pleading for greater gospel light to shine on our LGBTQ children. We invite all members to join us in asking the Savior for further understanding for the plan for his LGBTQ
0: children. Absolutely. And this is a this is an important one. This is an important one for um, I think, I think we can all agree that we don't understand everything that we need to understand in this. And um and it's important to keep searching. So just just right before we started taping, I we were praying. And just this scripture that I always fall back on, it's so funny how important this um, scripture has been to me. And this is the one that sort of launched the restoration, right? James 1. Mm-hmm. And I like to start with verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. We can look at temptations as temptations and um, afflictions and like to many afflictions or temptations or any, anything that stumble, making a stumble or uh, worry. Uh Verse three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect or whole and entire wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, meaning the Lord's never going to be frustrated with you for asking questions. No, and it's the purpose we're here, really. Right. And it brings through the scriptures, ask questions, ask me, ask me. And then he says, he'll give to all men liberally and women liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. I just love this scripture because it gives me the opportunity to come to the Lord with any question. Mm -hmm. And this is what empowered Joseph. We always focus on the verse five, but the ones before it are so important because it says you come with your problems, your frustrations, your screaming, hot, mad anger. I'm not going to be mad. I want you to ask me. Our Lord has the, all of the information and he's just waiting for us to come to him for it. And he's promising he'll give it. Yeah. And it was just so
1: interesting because, like, we really believe that. I love how we um, – because of how Joseph Smith restored, you know, and received it and how that the, – the, the first revelation, like, we – know, like god knows us personally by name and he, that is the pattern for all of us is to come mm-hmm. to him and to gain that understanding and i never really understood the beauty until i was talking to mom not with this understanding where she just feels like the only revelation she has is in the bible and there that you don't and she didn't have that relationship that we have with god that he will tell us more and that he will you know and even our prophet like you need to learn how to hear him for you like that gain that personal authority and that
0: personal revelation yeah, I love how Andrew, um, the Reverend Andrew Teal from Oxford, who just barely if you check out the um BYU speeches this week. So the so
1: week, good. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's like
0: the week of uh 20, like October 25th, I think is when he gave his speech of 2021 of this year. And he talks about how the responsibility of having a church with a prophet who gets revelation that we, that we you know, there's consequences and power in it that we have to be able to uh, ask and adjust to the the revelations that the prophets get to
1: adjust to the changes. Which yeah,
0: right. I'd never thought of it that way. I love that, but that's what that's what we get with a a church, a, a living church, and a, an apostle that and prophets that get hear and know and can change the you know. Right. And they empower us. Like, I feel like President Nelson does
1: such a beautiful job of like, putting it back on us. Like, where's your foundation? Where is, you know, how good is your, uh, you hearing him? And this reminds me of Joshua, you know, when after all the 40 years, right, where they're in the wilderness, trying to prepare themselves, caving their daily manna, and they're finally ready to cross the river and to go and to, you know, recapture the promised land for them, the Israelites. And so Joshua says like listen we're going to cross this river but unless you guys go home and sanctify yourselves and get yourselves ready it's not going to happen and um in elder Holland, he gave this in one of his quotes which i think is beautiful he says joshua gave to the earlier generation of priest like he was it was in the, i think a priesthood session he was giving this talk and he said who needed to perform a miracle in their time and he said to those who need to complete ancient Israel's most formidable task: recapturing and repossessing their promised land. Right? They like Joshua's like this is going to take all of us. It's not going to just be me, the prophet, guiding you. All of us need you go home. And he said the scripture in Joshua three five: Sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. And so that is kind of the pattern, like that. President Nelson is teaching us too. Like we all are part of the gathering. We're all part of. Um, bringing in like second coming of Christ. And we all need to gain this relationship with Christ where we are sanctifying ourselves and we are hearing him and we are hearing revelation.
0: I love that. So, you know, what I think is interesting is this week is the 50th anniversary of the Genesis group Mm. and of the the beginning of the Genesis group. They started in October of
1: 1971
0: Mm. as faithful Uh, men and women who were uh, black men and women who were doing the same thing, just searching and searching and pleading with the Lord for understanding. And the church actually um, created the first presidency established the Genesis group. Oh, interesting. And they were, they met weekly, monthly. And um, Darius Gray said once that they weren't exactly a, a ward or a branch but they weren't just a family home evening group either. They were a a group gathered together to plead with the Lord and to strengthen each other while they were waiting for answers. And um, I love that idea. And obviously they have been such a strength in our church. And it's so interesting because it was only 50 years ago. I mean, I was alive in this time.
1: Right. I was one. Yeah. But think about that was seven years before those men actually got full priesthood rights.
0: Right. They strengthened each other and they pleaded. And my mom, I always ask my mom about this time because we lived in Salt Lake and I'm like, what happened? What was the the energy around uh, um, this particular issue? And she's like, oh, we just were all so hopeful that it would happen soon. And I love that, that that she felt this like growing um, support and people rallying around their black church members and brothers and sisters in the gospel. So I thought that was really interesting that that we were celebrating 50 years of our Genesis, their Genesis group that that really changed everything in our gospel too. right? Right. 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 And they were like bridge builders for that time, right?
1: Such bridge builders. And, Pioneers, right, and it kind of reminds me um, the um, Faith Matters when Tom Kristoffson was on it and Patrick Mason, right? Yeah, and yeah. Their quote was so beautiful. Why don't you go ahead and read that quote?
0: So Patrick Mason was talking about how we have our um, a Zion Canyon right now. We're on one side, he says. We're well, on one side. We have the prophets and apostles teaching doctrine, which is their prerogative, and we sustain them as members of the Church of Latter Day Saints in their calling to do so. Part of that doctrine that they declare is that the doctrine of love and the doctrine of compassion, but it's also the doctrine around sexuality and and around marriage. On the other side of the canyon, we have real experiences of our LGBTQ sisters and brothers who are, as Tom Christopherson said, they're not only in pain, but there's a lot of pain. Looking across the canyon, it's hard to know how we will ever bridge that. In the middle of that canyon, it's just a ton of pain and confusion and hurt, and it's felt on both sides. There are some people just lobbing artillery shells back and forth, but there are a lot of people who want to build the bridge, who want to find a way to bridge the gap that aren't sure how. I am convinced that's where the work of Jesus happens. I'm convinced that as Latter-day Saints right now, our calling is to somehow find a way to build a bridge over Zion Canyon and to find a way to bridge these things, I like. I want to be that person, right? Yeah, like be a bridge builder. Yes, don't lob
1: shells. No, and so I think for me, like how I understand and how like kind of the revelation I get is me, you know, finding better ways to bring both sides of with love, right? To have better understanding and where the fear is coming from, and to gain confidence from Christ through me, you know, what I'm doing. Like, you know, because am I because I think all of us as a membership is really our role is to not to divide us, but to bring us together, because when we're divided as a membership, it's a win for Satan. We're less effective. We're focused on things that are not building up the kingdom of God. And so really like to start in your community and your ward of trying to bring people together with love and being the bridge builder and having understanding of where people are at, and helping them, you know, teach them in a loving way of kind of things you're learning. I think, Allison, you do such a great job. You've taught me so much of like, you're a question like wizard, like asking people, (laughs) like, what have you learned when you've prayed about our LGBTQ saints? Like what, like, just get everybody thinking in that sense. And, you know, we have permission from our prophet to, to pray and to ask, God wants us to do this. And I love this, um, quote from Elder Boyd K. Packer, where he said, "'Revelation is a continuous principle in the church. In one sense, the church is still being organized. As light and knowledge are given, as prophecies are fulfilled and more intelligence is received, every step forward can be taken.'" And so like bringing us all together, like when we learn more about how we all fit, why our LGBTQ saints are here, how they fit in, this is what it's going to bring, be bringing us together. The gap, like where we really understand, like the Lord has a plan for all of us. And to really figure
0: this out, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some personal work. Right. And it takes, it takes the bridge building. So back to the Reverend, uh, I don't know if he would be called reverend. I think he's actually Dr. Andrew. He's Oxford, a doctor of theology yeah. and religion at Oxford. But he says, looking together across perceived boundaries or the Zion Canyon, um, we are usually, which, you know, those boundaries, which are water, usually quite watertight. Isn't that true? Yeah. Like, like I, I just cannot see my view changing. Um, you're wrong. I'm right all the way looking together across perceived boundaries which are usually quite watertight t- can open our understanding deepen our faith and our humanity like it's so that's such a beautiful um statement and yeah. and in the new book um proclaim peace patrick mason and um Hulseberg are um is the other art author they talk about how to do this in a peaceful loving way when we're when we're um, yeah, J. David Pulsifer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're, when we're doing this, when we're asking questions and it's hard work, because mm-hmm. like elder or like Tom Christofferson said, there's a lot of pain. It is. And there's a lot of pain. And you get tri- like, um, you know, you get
1: triggered when you, um, in those situations, like you get, your brain gets triggered and you want to do the three F's fight, flight or freeze. And for Mm -hmm. you to get out of that, when you feel triggered, when somebody thinks differently from you, or they're looking at this, especially the subject differently, you really have to be like, not make their words feel like fear in your brain, be like, what they're saying is is from is where they are at, and find that love to like, calm your brain down to be able to stay and be effective in those moments. Yeah,
0: I mean, even some of the quotes we use today might do that. Yeah. So the question is, can you listen without? being triggered by, you know, some of the quotes or who who gives the quotes, right? Because they're beautiful messages. So it's a it's a work and it's a, a work that Jenny and I do on our own. And to yes, every day, day.
1: yes, okay. like
0: it is like to, to really because you always want to
1: stay aligned with the Lord, and this is unknown ter- territory. We're kind of pioneers in this, and um, we, you know, we don't want to step ahead of the brethren. We like we're very mindful of this, and but we also understand that we have this beautiful relationship with God that's telling us inspiration about our children and sometimes it might be a little bit different from what the bishops hearing about your children. And so it's a it's a just a tricky line to to fall. But I love like this um quote from the prophet, you know, because he spent so much time talking about our foundation and I've learned for myself that the more I spend in the word and with the Lord, my spiritual foundation, the confidence that I get from that where and he says like never under- underestimate the profound truth that the spirit speak of, of things as they really are, and of things as they really will be. And it will show you all things that you should do. And so the spirit has never failed me when I invest in the spirit, meaning in with the Lord, when I'm spending time with the Lord of building my foundation, and doing those things. This is where I am um, operating at my best as his disciple, as the member of my ward, as my the parent, because it gives me that confidence to be able to handle myself with, it's just a mess, we're human, we're, humanity's messy, we're all looking at it differently, we all show love differently, we all um, have different fears, and you staying aligned with God, you're able to handle those, those situations in a cleaner way, in a more loving way, where you like yourself better, and you like them better.
0: Well, and you have more peace in your heart. Yes, it's all about peace, right? And and asking for further light and knowledge is absolutely okay. And when someone comes against you and says harsh things, you know, it's better. It's best to prepare something that you can say because it it happens, right? It happens frequently. Yes. So I always my feelings are ask them what they've learned in their prayers and questioning about this subject. I think that's the most beautiful answer. Oftentimes people haven't prayed or studied. Yeah. And so my question to them is, gosh, what have you learned as you've prayed and studied about our LGBTQ members? And as they do that, they can, they can, you know, give you the short answer. Well, this is what it is and it doesn't change, or you can kind of hope that they will take the same cue and, study themselves, because I think they'll find a deeper understanding and a more compassionate understanding if they actually take the time to study and to question and to plead with the Lord for understanding about his LGBTQ children.
1: Right. And I have full confidence that our apostles are doing that. And I think the more we take the responsibility to sanctify ourselves and to plead with the Lord for further understanding,
0: miracles will happen. And as we change the hearts of those around us in loving ways by testifying about the truth, that's what all of these declarations are. They are testimonies of our children and their divinity and their beauty and how they have changed our lives. So as you take that feeling and share that with others and not in a confrontive, combative way, but in a loving way of we have more to learn. We have more to learn about this earthly life and we have more to learn about the life to come. And perhaps these children who are feeling more comfortable to come out and be a part of our communities and our wards and our stakes, maybe the key to, their, um, to our understanding about the eternities is maybe they have the key Mm. To a deeper knowledge of what the the life after and what the Lord's trying to teach us, which is my personal belief that they are, they have answers that we haven't thought of yet that we haven't even considered because we haven't considered them as part of the whole.
1: And I really feel like this process that our membership is doing and that our church is doing is what is, um, sanctifying us and refining us and getting us ready. Like this process is not, um, It is part of God's plan, the process of us trying to figure this out. The wrestle of this is God's plan. It's not something's gone wrong. I really feel like he, because we all need to change and become closer to him. And this process is getting us that way, right? It's refining us. And so like us seeking, like, let's just read it one more time because- You know, it's such a great, the Article of Faith, it's amazing that they're so, what, 300 years now, and they're still, all of them are so beautiful. And Article of Faith 9 is where we took this from, where we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. As mothers, we are pleading for greater gospel, light to shine on our LGBTQ children. We invite all members to join us in asking the Savior for further understanding of the plan for his LGBTQ children. And this just reminds me, I remember when, um, I think it was like last year um, in general conference when um, president Nelson got up and said, you know, the Lord is going to do more amazing things than he did than he's ever done between now and his his coming, the second coming. And I remember just listening to that and just this feeling of love and hope of like, what's the most amazing thing is for us to love each other better. That's the miracle, right? For us to become more mm-hmm. united and to become the like the city of Enoch, a united people. And if that's, that is, I feel like that's what's going to happen. And these are all kind of the process and the test of us getting ready to be the people we need to be for the second coming
0: and the gathering. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we love you all. And. You know, this is a a struggle, but this is, this is important work and and we can do it together.
1: It is. And it's, it's, it's defining us and changing us to who we need to be. It's, it's who it's our becoming. I really believe that. Absolutely. That's beautiful. All right.
0: All right. Love you. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the lift and love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more
0: tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at JennyHunterCoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.